Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago street course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. The Black Fat Film Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and Dr. John Paul, LLC. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Black Fat Film Podcast, where all the intersections of identity are celebrated. I am one of your hosts, John, also known as Dr. John Paul. And I, too, am tired of the Supreme Court operating like a Kmart after Black Friday. (laughs) I really don't want to get started on how terrible everything feels because this is that is not the kind of show we are trying to run here. But baby, the way I am ready to just okay. So I'm gonna say this real quick. You remember playing Street Fighter and picking Chung Lee, and remember she used to do that spin kick and she would just kick everybody around. That's literally how I feel, girl. and when that and when she like this like <laughs> the like, like rapid kicks and shit, that's what I want to do. Just Adokin the entire all, the entire all country. Six of them Supreme Court members <laughs> could get the good Chun Li kick, Adukin. <laughs> but how are you, Queen Joe? The good Chun Li kick. I'm <laughs> screaming. Also, because Chun Li is really one of my favorite characters in any video yes. game series. Yes. So a swift Chun Li kick. I'm gonna start using that. And when it says saying kick rocks, I wish you a swift Chun Li kick, y'all. <laughs> I scream, fam, it is Jordan, a.k.a. Joho, and honestly, I'm with you. Let's not even talk about the, the Supreme Court, because I'm truly over it, and their bologna-ass yeah. decisions, like, tomato, 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 potato, I just cannot do with them. So all I have to say right now, I just I just really can't stand on and like, it's sad because I, like, I believe I'm a, a person who's very much politically engaged and socially, enga- socially engaged, but this is just when I just need, I need space to sit and process for a bit. Because it's mm-hmm. just it's just so much. But that said, thank God that summer has arrived just in tea. time for me tea. to like 
to like absorb some vitamin D directly from the source and not have mm-hmm. to not like, like, not have to deal with this bullshit like 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 in sad somber clouds. So thank God for summer. I'm happy she's here. The you know the, the summer is summering hard. Also, she is like 95 degrees every it's day and like live laugh all that for her. But you need her to calm the fuck down. Like she's doing too much. It Besides is it's that, very warm <laughs> everywhere, and I know it's gonna only get hotter, especially with climate change being the way that it's Ooh. acting. So people say it's um, not real. Mm-hmm. It, it, pff, girl, <laughs> <laughs> so it's hot over here already. Climate change is very real. All right. Well, all that to be said, this week we have an amazing guest in our number three spot. I have had the pleasure of working with them on their upcoming documentary, but they have done some amazing stuff. And I definitely think it is imperative to continue to keep uplifting the girls who are out here fighting to make sure that our voices don't get lost in the sauce because baby, they are trying to shut us down. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being mm-hmm. said, I the one thing I will say, and this is kind of off the script, but it is definitely imperative. They have really been creating stuff that really pay it tells us to pay attention to a lot of the stuff that media won't give kind of the light to. And so that is the reason why I'm so happy that they're here. They are a creative director, filmmaker, and overall advocate for the Black queer experience. Please give it up for the talented Michael Rice. How are you, baby? It's good to have you here. <laughs> Thank you. How are you guys? Thank you guys so much for having me on. I'm yes, excited. I am happy that you are here. I know that you out in the New York, how, how's, how's everything treating you out there? Is the air uh, clear there now? Because the air was not clear. The air, yes. is, the air is a lot clearer than what it was because we okay. were go- we were really going through in that whole situation with Girl. the forest fires and the, I mean, when I tell you that the city was inundated with smoke, I don't know if you mm. see that meme by Janet Jackson where it says, "Ooh, it's Ooh, hot up in here. Y'all smoking up in here. Ooh, y'all smoking up in here. Smoking up in here. Yes. Uh, yeah, but you know." You know, and then also to being a person who had asthma, I had to really put on my oh, mask yeah. in order to go to work, in order yeah. to go to to set in production. Mm-hmm. Um, but it cleared after a few days. But you know what was so crazy? I felt like I was like in some kind of like zombie apocalypse or post-apocalyptic <laughs> world because that sky at, in the morning was <laughs> first scary. was first yellow. Then I was kind of like mm. perturbed a little bit. I was like, oh, this is like a dingy yellow. By 2 p.m., it was, it was orange. Yeah. It was Ooh. dark orange. And I was like, now this looks scary. So mm. I made sure to shut my windows and, you know, I try to put the elf, uh, air filter on and just, you know, do what I could do. Yeah, but, but it's gone now. It's gone. You know, you know I, I will say it's 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 been, it's been interesting seeing it because it's something that has looked. It, it, I mean, it looked so intense and scary. I have um, for for my job, half my coworkers are based in New York, so they would send us a lot of pictures, mm-hmm. and then like our organization send them air purifiers. But it was interesting yeah. to see because like because like like living in San Diego, that happens like that ha- like not so often, but like. But like it's something that right. we're kind of used to, and so oh, it's yes. interesting also seeing like folks folks on the East Coast go through it because I'm mean, because like it, it, it is like terrible. But a lot of West Coast folks were like, "Oh, y'all just experienced this. Like, okay, sis, calm down." Right, and, right. And then to your point about about, about uh, climate change, John, like that also never happens on the East Coast. Like, that does not happen on the East Coast whatsoever. Right. So like mm-hmm. obviously people are scared. And so so it's just interesting cuz I've had probably living in San Diego especially living near near the Mar- Marine base. There've been mm-hmm. fires, several fires over the of the years that have like for sure turned like turned the entire sky. Mm-hmm. You know, sepia yellow, Valencia orange, like all that kind of <laughs> shit. And, be, 
and feeling feel like, like, like it's yes. some dy- dy- uh, dystopian life. So I, I feel you on that, and glad you're safe. Glad the air is better. Yeah. Um, I really so hope much. your asthma was not was not flared, flared <laughs> and up before, too much. And before we move on, I want to say just shout out to the friends that we have in Chicago who are now dealing with it because they are too getting oh, yeah. the winds mm. and the, oh, the fire wow. draft from what's happening over in Canada, over in Chicago now. And so I have a lot of friends mm. who've been posting pictures too about mm. their air quality not being well. So just F- just FYI, I would say in general, we're getting ready to go into summer. The air quality is bad across the board for everybody. Yeah. So mm-hmm. make sure that you're wearing your mask. If you have them, air purifiers, we have two in each. I have two in my apartment, one in the living room, one in my bedroom. Um, and mm-hmm. if folks need masks or they need support, you know, hit us. We're definitely happy to help make sure that you get what you need. So. Yeah. Yes, and uh, and on that note of safety, we gonna kick up our show like we usually do, but not just safety, but giving flowers to the yes, one and only yes. Tisha Campbell. And this week's still here, which everyone loves. <laughs> um, with, with everyone Michael's in the world, face is killing me. He's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Tisha Campbell. Yeah, so we, the, va- yes. the face was that like soft grimace, like. Uh-huh. What is what is this? Still here. <laughs> it's an inside joke uh, 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 that we can't run this. But yes, yes. We're still here. Since the world has been so heavy, yes. we want to ask, what has been a small thing that has some brought some light to your day? I'll start off and then we'll pass it to you, Michael, and then we'll pass it to John. So for hey. me, I'll actually say it's just, it's been this app called What We Feel, which mm. is it, it brands itself as this like emotion tracker app. Um I have I my friend had posted about it and I was like, oh, this is really interesting and fascinating. I, I'm somebody who I need to like process things verbally or process things like 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 as a person, but like in a verbal way, with this like write, write, written word or like voice notes. And so twice mm-hmm. a day it gives me a little check in notice and allows me to select an emotion from like a hundred different emotions from those like higher level low energy and pleasant and unpleasant so you press like mm-hmm. high energy unpleasant it'll be like you're mad angry frustrated perturbed disturbed acutely distressed right if you are if you're low energy pleasant it's you're relaxed you're calm you're vibing like it's all these different all these different types of adjectives you can use and then you can share more about that feeling from other photos you can do like a little like text note you can do mm-hmm. a voice note so it helps me process emotions that my emotions in the morning and the evening and I love that stored on your phone and not in the cloud which is interesting because like to me like I see it as like a great like privacy safety thing and then and I'm seeing reviews people are like I wish it's on the cloud so I can access it with my new phone and I'm like okay but you're the same people that, that complain about Facebook stealing your identity so it's what what do you want from the app do you want to do you want to steal your identity do you want it to have your stuff saved so I love that it's I love that it's on it's saved locally, locally in your phone it's yeah. a great way for me to process um, it's just and so what we feel if you haven't found, found it yet go go look it up it's really good Michael I'll pass it to you I love that <laughs> yes what about you Michael um, something that brought me joy right today, or what's just any in general, what's been holding you? Um, holding me in a positive way, right? Yeah, yes, okay. so bring some light to your day, light to your day, light to my day, the illumination for the day. So, okay, I'm gonna start off with some <laughs> really great news that I'm excited about. Uh, number one is well, two things happened. Uh, this weekend, I was able to participate. Um, to be a part of a retreat uh, for Black same-gender loving men and to talk about what it means to be culturally affirmed. And, mm. you know, waking up this morning from the retreat, um, it was in Virginia. I just, 
I just felt so inspired. I felt enlightened. Um, I felt powerful because we were just giving each other words of affirmation. And I never seen nothing like that in a space where I had these same gender loving black men come together and everything was about positivity. Everything was about how can we love on each other? How can we love on each other and be the nucleus of positivity and let it vibrate out into other spaces from where we're from. And so I I woke up with that enlightenment. And then this morning I had some awesome news that um, my manager contacted me and said that the Golden Globes have featured me in a article. And so I was just like, you know, I was really given. I was like, I'm excited. And so, and you know what? It really speaks truth and it really speaks to my testimony of just like hard work. Like I'm not letting nobody stop me like regardless. And Mm -hmm. I'm just going to keep moving forward. And you know what? Um, My films have may not be on a major streaming platform as of mm-hmm. yet as yet but baby yet. i'm on the front page of the golden globe website so okay. god is making a living way and i feel like golden. Living, yeah, living my life like it's golden <laughs> all right okay, okay. Look, yeah, Golden, Golden Globes and Jill, <laughs> Jill Scott Golden. <laughs> yes. So, 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 thank you for that, guys. That's that, for me. You know, being able to share that space and that mm. that internal energy that I'm in. So that's mm-hmm. where I'm illuminated for today. I love that. Come on, word it. choice, illuminated. Yes. 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 Illuminated. Is that a word? <laughs> <laughs> today, on this day in 2023. <laughs> We'll John Hart word. and we are making a word today. Yes, yes. yes. we're gonna, we're gonna say that you're coining that phrase yes, today. Yes, thank you. And yes. when people Just use like it, tra- trademark it today. So yes, we'll use we're it your royalties, darling. Okay. I live. So I was gonna say, kind of to follow up. I was going. I was genuinely going to say that my light has been kind of going to sleep. I've been real big on taking naps these days where I'm just like, I'm going to bed. Mm. I'm tired. Um, but you know what really has brought me a lot of light these last couple of days is, and I I had said to myself, I said, I wonder if there's ever going to be a study on this about the connection between Twitter and people's mental health, because I have been tapping, like I've been tip, tip, tipping on hard room floors and tapping away <laughs> from Twitter and I've been over on Spill, and this is not a paid promo. I am good friends mm-hmm. with the the creator. I am a good friends with one of the um the, the creative ambassadors. Uh, shout out to April and to Fonz. They're both mm. great people. Um, but what I will say is, I the energy over there is just mm-hmm. different. Um, mm-hmm. Waking up to a day where you see a whole bunch of black and brown people just cracking jokes, and it's like nothing's too serious they're very big on like don't bring don't bring this twitter energy over here mm. you know it just it feels welcoming and that's what i told mm-hmm. fonz when I, I text him i said thank you for creating an app that is 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 instri- like very vocal about following a culture but having mm. a culture that is very big on not being racist not being homophobic mm. not being fat phobic not being you know mm. sexist and so it just it's just a lot of cool jokes it's a lot of people wanting to follow people for good reasons um and 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 i hate saying this because i feel like the world is awful and you know i'm kind of always waiting for the other shoe to drop I'm sort of being like, okay, well, is this too good to be true? But as of right now, there's also a part of me that's really celebrating the fact that there are people in this world who are trying to create a different energy for us to interact with each other on social media. So Mm. I just simply wanted to Mm. say like this week, I think that's what's been bringing me light is seeing my friends shine. And I I mean that, you know, Mm. with 
with all of the pun intended, right? But also being able to see people enjoy themselves on an app and not feel like they're going to be doxxed or not feeling like, you know, they're mm. waiting for something terrible to happen. You got the invite codes, the though? I do have yeah, invite codes. So invite if, codes? Well, we, I, mean, I will I'm definitely just, invite you. You want to help us out? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I will make sure that if both of y'all want invite codes, I can send you one. Okay. Um, all right. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and take our first commercial break. Um, we have to take a quick break to figure out how we are going to pay the student loans back. But <laughs> when we me. come back. <laughs> that part. That part. Cancel it, please. <laughs> Biden, if you ever hear this, just 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 sign the dollar line, baby. Just cancel it somehow. You yes, have the power please. in some way. Literally. I know you do. Just cancel it. We're, we're tired Uncle of this. Joseph, Doing the most. Just cancel it out, girl. <laughs> just, Uncle Joseph, just hit the hit the delete button. They, okay, thank you. Control yes. the erase. We're done. Okay. We're done. <laughs> but all that to be said, when we come back, we're gonna have an amazing conversation with Michael Moore in a sec. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side -side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. So this week for our category, we are going to be talking with Michael, not just about his work, but more importantly, the exploitation of Black queer bodies. And so I know the topic might be a little heavy, but we definitely want it to center in this conversation that if there is a trigger or if that something comes up because we're talking about harm, drugs, and death, what I will do is I will put kind of how to go past uh, the parts where we talk about that in the actual uh, sec comment section of our 
um, episode. And so that way for folks can be able to skip if it is a trigger for them. But we definitely wanted to set a trigger warning that we are going to be talking about those things on this episode. So with that being said, Michael, I personally wanted to say, I think the joy, as much as it's hard to get into these topics, mm -hmm. there is a joy in knowing that there are folks who are going up against the grain of media to talk very openly about what's happening to us and happening to our bodies. Um, so with that being said, recently you came out with a show called White Smoke, America's Kim Sex Killer. Um, and this really takes a look. I've seen you. I've seen another friend of mine. Shout out to Jay Sparron, who had an also had a documentary come out about this, mm -hmm. uh, about the man known as Ed Buck. I hate saying his name. Um, yeah. But I definitely wanted to say that outside of Ed Buck, there have been other stories that have not gotten the light. And so I mm. wanted to know, like, why was it so important for you to take so much of your time and your energy to put kind of a light on something that, you know, is important as the story. The producers from uh, Audible, uh, from White Smoke, uh, White Smoke reached out to me and because they had seen my previous documentary called Party Boy, Black yeah, Diamonds yeah. and Ice Castles. And Party Boy is a documentary that explores the journey of crystal meth use um, and abuse amongst black and brown um LGBT people and yeah. what that looks like and how did it come to be and, and why is that particular demographic of people uh, being burdened with that addiction and, and you know and it came from all these various points and I've been touring Party Boy for about five years at this point and the producers reached out to me because they say you know you're one of the only people and and now that I really look back at in hindsight I was I would say the first director to really bring that to light when it came to black LGBT people dealing with addiction, yeah, you know, yeah. on, 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 mm -hmm. on the on the feature film level. Yeah. And from there, it just made so much noise. And so the producers from Audible reached out. Um, uh, Patrick Strudwick, who beautifully um, aided me with um, the journalism and, and working with producing and he narrated it as well. Uh, we worked together because he had a situation in England where they call it Kim sex. They don't necessarily call it T or Tina mm -hmm. like we do here in the States. Right. And they were dealing with Kim sex over in the UK and in Paris and other places with, um, you know, the LGBTQ community. But in America, it was really taking hold and, and starting to, you know, rear its head in the black space. And yeah. so they reached out yeah. to me. They said, we want to do a collaborative effort. You have experience in this field. We want to know, would you come on as a producer? And I definitely said I would do so because I feel that the more we talk about this, the more we normalize the situation, we talk about, hey, how can we do and what can we do to help our community? What can we do to help our young kids to know when they're coming out of high school or out of college and they don't have a form of community, you know, running towards something like crystal meth or knowing at least the terminology of what it is, it can help at least educate you to further you from getting into that predicament. And so that's why I joined on board with the um, the podcast for White Smoke for the simple fact we wanted to educate and want to inform so we won't have any more of our brothers and sisters, whether they are uh, black or brown, LGBTQ, whether they are trans, whether they are gender nuanced. I want to make sure that we inform our people because I'm tired of us dying. We already have enough crazy shit that's happening with HIV, AIDS and the 
outstanding numbers when it comes to one out of two black men before the age of 45 will possibly be infected with HIV. We don't need something else to help proliferate this um, and, and, and expand, you know, the, the death rates in our community. You know, so that's why I went on board mm, with White yeah. Smoke and wanting to inform people what this drug was about. And it was more than just Ed Buck, you mm, know, right. you know, yeah. like, like, you, like you said, like you said, like you said, there are a multitude of Ed Bucks. Mm -hmm. There are a multitude of Ed Bucks and using him as like this model. There are multiple mm -hmm. Ed Bucks that are viewing, seeing, and using black bodies, exploiting them how they want to, and being able to use a particular drug as a conduit into that exploitation, mm -hmm. which is crystal meth that puts you in a state of psychosis. It puts you in a vulnerable mental state to be able to be maneuvered and however that person sees fit. Wow. And this wow. is why I participated in White Smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Thank you so much for sharing that, Michael. It's I I I discovered White Smoke a few weeks ago, so it's really, really special to have you on the sh on the show today. I Thank first you I was so gonna much. say ex exciting, but exciting is like an interesting word because it's like it's not exciting because it's really it's like, it, the, the show itself. It's the a show heavy, is yeah, it's, 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 it's heavy. It's, it's a, I mean, it's a harrowing topic. show. Like it's it, a heavy yeah. topic. Which is I will say it's like 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 I, I'm not typically a true crime girl. Like it's just not that's not yeah. that's like not not my journey. Mm -hmm. But this was really interesting to understand because it's something that I I mean I live in San Diego, so close to LA, and something that I've seen so much about mm -hmm. the past few years and. and and the, the framework that John sets up it does step into the idea of black exploitation in some ways torture, mm -hmm. partic particularly through like particularly through the physical aspect. I, I mean, the way the show tells us the story of, these, of, of you know of, of these men and like to me it, it often is torture. And so I'm I really want to ask like how do you navigate processing this information through your work? Um, and then and like like a second part of the question is how like how 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 have you seen this exploitation evolve since working on White Smoke? Um. Me personally, I feel like I haven't because because I've been so so in this bubble recently because of all the work I've been doing in production. Um, I, I feel like to some degree and I can only speak for like New York City and mm -hmm. Philly and kind of mm -hmm. like the East Coast. I feel like online I, I see it somewhat subsiding a little bit. But then I hear about it proliferating in other places outside of, you know, the main cities of the East Coast. I hear about it proliferating in Chicago and in Atlanta and Kansas City and also um, my friends who work in healthcare in Houston and in their LGBT center saying it is on the rise. So it's almost like it's fluctuating from one side of the country to another yeah. side of a yeah. demographic that may not be popular. I'll, I'll tell you mm. this, on my tour uh, with Party Boy, because I, I toured a lot of universities and health centers and rehab centers with a doc. And when I had the opportunity to work with um, the Accelerated Vive program uh, that did a screening mm. of Party Boy in Jackson, Mississippi, I had a lot of the young Black same gender loving men tell me that the girls will come from Atlanta and rent a hotel in Jackson. And it, they would create a sex party and they would introduce crystal meth or tea to that just to create another demographic to where they could access, you know, financial gains from having another demographic that now is becoming addicted to crystal mm -hmm. meth, creating another market. And not only in Jackson, but going to other smaller towns like Birmingham and places of that nature. And mm -hmm. it's really insidious that 
this is taking place. And now it used to be like when it came to black and brown boys getting addicted to crystal meth, because a lot of a lot of the kids don't know. Um, a lot of the people just in my research and research from other um, LGBT centers and health centers, a lot of it started in the realm of sex work to where, yeah. you know, particularly black and brown LGBT folks were particularly not engaged in crystal meth. Historically, we have been known to engage in drugs such as marijuana, alcohol, uh those who could afford cocaine, things of that nature. But when it came to drugs like crystal meth, you start seeing this cross culture of like black and white men, especially in places like the clubs and these raves and things of this nature. You would also get white men that would hire sex workers, particularly black sex workers, uh, to engage in crystal meth and pay them money to engage in crystal meth. Mm -hmm. And once mm -hmm. those once those black and brown bodies became addicted to crystal meth, they then introduced it to their lovers, to their sex partners, to their boyfriends, yeah. to their husbands. And then you started to see a domino effect. But un unlike a lot of the white boys, and, and I'm just put talking generally, they didn't have harm reduction tools. Right. You know, right. they didn't have the money to have somebody give them, um, you know, a, IV, uh, a vitamin C IV throughout the weekend and make sure that they eat and make sure they did and follow rules that people will now see as harm reduction tools. Mm, when right. you talk about when you talk about Leon going to East New York, he's going back home to his mom or he's going back home to his boyfriend. They may not have the medical insurance or the the health benefits to be able to create a space for harm reduction. So yeah. now we see a domino effect proliferating in our community. And mm. now it's like, what do we do? Because truly, I feel like we've lost a generation of black and brown, same gender loving men and, 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 and trans sisters due to meth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that's hard because I think even though I'm not on, I would say I'm not like literally out and about and always with the community and doing stuff on the ground. It's very apparent when I think about who gets what services and who gets optioned or help per se, right? We have to have a, a, there needs to be a larger conversation, even just about resources and how people access those resources. But it's hard because I think at the same time, you're talking about there's an issue and there's this kind of pipeline. And it's kind of the same way, you know, if you go into it and you start looking into it, the same way how crack was introduced to the black community, right? Mm. They knew that they didn't have the resources mm -hmm. to help themselves. Exactly. And so introducing this drug mm. into a community that is already considered um, low income and, you know, low resource and things of that, you're only going to, to speed up. So it, it, it's just, you're talking about systematic oppression. And I think that's right. the hard mm. thing to really, that a lot of people remiss. Well, why can't they just get off the drugs or why can't they just leave the drugs alone? Well, mm -hmm. it's, let's be honest here and let's have, again, I think that's what this conversation is leading to. You have white folks mm -hmm. who don't understand their privilege introducing these mm -hmm. drugs mm -hmm. to folks who are already not in the right mental state and it's only fueling something that's, um, that's that's bad. So thank you for speaking on that. Thank you for creating something that's really challenging the ways we talk about kind of resources as a whole. I think mm. that's the reason why I, I really, really wanted to kind of center on, mm. you know, your work around white smoke, because it's not just about who's doing what to black mm -hmm. bodies. It's the 
systematic oppression that's happening around right. our bodies mm-hmm. that no one's really giving um, light to. It's Go the ahead, construct. Michael. No, it's it's yeah. the construct, and it's and once again, like when I when I'm speaking and I'm just I'm talking just candidly, and I'm saying white men and white men. I'm not talking about every single white man in the LGBT community. I'm not right. talking about. We're not talking about a monolith, but there is a subgroup of yep. white men who use crystal meth as mm-hmm. a conduit to be able to utilize these black bodies and, and exploit these the ba- black, black bodies and body. control them mm-hmm. and however they see fit. And this yeah. is why I'm blowing the horn on it. People like Jace mm-hmm. is blowing on a horn on it. People like Michael Thomas. And there's a bunch of other filmmakers that are blowing the horn on these situations to tell yeah. the people in around the world that there's not just one Ed Buck. There's a multitude yeah. of Ed Bucks and they come in many different forms. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, we just got to we got to speak up about it. Yeah, I love that. Thank And again, thank you, um, because I think that this as our listeners, that's the thing, like, right. So I'm, I'm going to say this and then I'll ask you the next question. It's funny because, you know, when we even announced the show and we talked about, you know, the whole black fat film concept, right? The no blacks, no fat, no film. There were so many people who responded to us and said, oh my God, I didn't even know that that was a thing. And so now we have listeners who are hearing this and are genuinely saying, oh gosh, I'm sure going to hear this and say, I didn't know that that was a thing. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's important for you to know that there are and let's just call them what they are, regardless of race, regardless of, of of who they are, right? Whether they be white men or not, there are monsters in our community who are genuinely like preying on the idea that we are not in the right mind space when we when we're looking for community and are utilizing drugs mm-hmm. like this as a way to be able to control and manipulate the black queer body. So thank you for for anybody who is doing work around that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I wanted to kind of center in this conversation, you know, mm-hmm. while we're, we've talked about the bad, the one thing that I think we do so well over here at Black Fat Femme is we try to always kind of offset the bad with a little bit of good. And so one of the things that I wanted to center is the beauty of being black and queer, um, even when we have to engage these hard topics to, you know, and explore them. So mm-hmm. while we know that a lot of our pain has been exploited, again, by drugs, by, you know, media, by the ways that media doesn't kind of really give us the attention that we deserve in regards to the pains we're dealing with, um, how do you not let capital capitalism and whiteness steal your joy, especially in storytelling? That that is very uh, nuanced for me because there's two yeah. things that's happening in my situation. Number one, I'm represented in an agency where I work in unscripted and competition reality show based treatments and docs and slates that we are constantly pitching and producing. And a lot of times I have to find myself in white spaces within these boardrooms and sometimes being the only black person outside of my manager or my agent that possibly may be there with me as I'm doing these pitches. And a lot of times when I have projects that don't go through, it's usually informed by my agent that this particular network, this particular streaming service feel that middle America would not get this because they're not hip to this. So therefore we probably shouldn't go forward or move forward with telling the story. And basically when they say middle America, they're meaning white. 
mm-hmm. white people. <laughs> they meaning white folks. They meaning mm-hmm. that they may not get it. So how can we comfort them in a way to where they will get this? How could we simplify the nuances and the complexities of this black show or this show that may be dealing with multiracial situations? How yeah. can we simplify this so that middle America? So a lot of times, and, and I've been doing this since 2014. So a lot of times in these 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 pitch rooms and these board meetings, it's always, to me, I feel, even shows that are centered in blackness, it ends up coming to the conversation of middle America. But mm. what about, you know, Miss Sally who lives, who's in a retirement village or our community in Arizona or someone who's in Iowa? But, you know, I deal with that constantly. So it's always Mm -hmm. dealing with my creation as a black content creator, constantly having to try to navigate how I can sell, pitch, or, you know, get a show greenlit for middle America. And I'm sure Mm. people who are in that space have these conversations with these executive producers and with these development directors of some of these networks. On the flip side of that, as a documentary filmmaker who produced and fun and film uh, my own content, I'm able to do as I please Mm -hmm. and tell the stories that are culturally affirming to me. You know, blackness and talking about blackness and talking about, uh, you know, people of color and what does it mean to be in that space? It's two different worlds. So on one end, I'm trying to sell (laughs) this reality show or non-scripted situation to a company that may not get it. Yeah. Uh, and then on the flip end, I am creating my own content, but I'm, I'm having an uphill battle because some of us, us meaning black and brown folks, sometimes don't want to get it or may not want to mm. reflect or come head to head with the truth of stories. So therefore, Maybe. you may get people who may not be ready for it. And then you're also dealing with trying to deal it, trying to sell it to the networks and trying to pitch it to the network. So here again, I'm using my own personal resources and pitching it to the networks. And they're telling me close to the same things. Middle America may not get it. It may be a little bit too urban, which another word means too black. Oh my yeah. God, and I've dealt with that. that term urban so many times it's not even funny i believe it so that's how i'm dealing with capitalism uh and 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 with my art and my craft but i'm not stopping and i'm just continuing to go up that hill regardless and continue to tell stories that are culturally authentic to me as a black artist and director coming from the spirit of a black same gender loving person and not somebody else i know that's right how about that (laughs) we're like haha you know how jennifer lewis be like (laughs) 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 yes honey (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i live okay so michael i'm like so what so what so like the when i want to go into the the middle america things i find that so interesting because I truly am like the question I have is not like well, not a question for you, just like my existential question is like does middle 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 America actually exist anymore? Like, is there actually even like, a middle America? <laughs> right. Like when someone says middle America, I'm like girl who and girl where, girl why, girl how. Like like there is no such thing as middle middle, middle, middle America to me anymore because that has been constantly erased anyways. Like through like through the ones who are on, maybe I guess you would say high America versus low America. Like it really is just high America versus low America. So when someone says right right you know it's like it's like to, to me. Like, to me, like when when someone says, I feel like when someone says 
you like middle middle America won't get this. What I actually am hearing is like we as high America don't want any other America to see this because then right. they'll know how high America is actually ruined the lives of lower America. Like the, 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 that's how I see it. And so I just find yep. very interesting that, that like, like that becomes the constant response is like middle America's not ready for this, which also, to, to, to which also I'm like, like wait, what interesting way of like playing God within media, like who, like, who like what makes Talk you believe it. that you Talk are that like that yeah. you are like the gatekeeper? I mean, it's sad because like we we know why they think why why they think they think that the gatekeepers, but it's an interesting thing because to me it's it's a it's a reaction based out of fear. Like at the end of the day, what I'm really getting from this is like you fear what will happen when people know too much, and so that's it. It's like so their refusal to like serve that is just them is just them chopping it down to oh it's like middle America's not ready for it. And it's like girl like you don't even live yeah. in middle America period. So middle like, middle America's not ready for it until. So there's a white person behind it trying to pitch it, the idea and that's as the if other, they created mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. the truth. It's, it's, it's almost like the opposite. It's almost like me as a black, same gender-loving black man in, a, in America that's a film director. It's almost like I have to do the opposite in order to be recognized. So instead of coming up with content that's about a black lesbian who falls in love and they move to Paris and she finds, I don't know, a new career, I need to create something like you know, um, you know, this little boy who was found in, in a concentration camp in 1945. You know, it's almost like you have to do opposite of what you actually want to do in order to be considered brilliant. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like I have to do something that's opposite black in order for me to be recognized. And if you're right. white, if you do something that's black, oh, my God, you're, you're just a brilliant genius. And there's so many times where people, especially within the entertainment business, have pitched so many ideas from things that you see now on TV, but if it's a lot of time, if it's a white executive producer or a white director, they pitch the very same idea. All of a sudden, it's, it's groundbreaking. It is amazing. Yeah. It is out of this world. Oh my God! Gotta he laugh. just yeah, he just, yeah, he just talked about this family from Puerto Rico who came to, but let a Puerto Rican uh, Afro Latina tell their story about coming to America. It's like, right. oh, okay, well, you know, he's familiar mm-hmm. with that. Well, it's just like the notion, not to cut anyone off, but I think it's just like the notion too of like, we've heard so many black people say, stop killing us, stop killing us, stop killing us. And then a white person will come out and say, stop killing black people. And everybody's like, like, oh my, oh my God. God. I've never seen Groundbreaking. God, oh my God. Like, Genius. Like, I, it's funny because I was thank watching. Thank you so much for that. I know we're, we're literally <laughs> tangenting so much, but it's so real. I was watching, and that's one of the things that made me stop watching the documentary. I was watching the uh, Hillsong documentary. Shout out to those of you who got through it. I couldn't. I <laughs> Episode two, I had to turn it off. Um, but I don't know if any of you are familiar with the Hillsong documentary. There are two that's out. There's one, there's one on Max and there's one on Hulu. And mm. specifically, it's about the black gentleman who was a, a part of the Hillsong Church. And all of this is going to connect to your point, Michael. Um, but the only reason why he got to the status that he was at was because people were glamorizing and putting him on a pedestal because of what he was preaching during the Black Lives Matter uprising, specifically the whole George Floyd thing in 2020. And so Mm. that kind of made me feel gross because I'm going, the only reason why he's successful as a quote-unquote pastor is because people were glamorizing this idea that him as a white man was saying Black Lives Matter. Like it's Virtue signaling. Mm -hmm. Mm. That's that on that. So it just, yeah. 
again, you're you're not wrong. You're not yeah. wrong. What the um the, the, there's a show that it just ended this past this past weekend that it's 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 a show on Max and it's I mean it's a white ass show. It's called The Other Two. That it's 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 white as fuck, but it honestly, it's it's really hilarious because it's 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 like it it's like a giant satire of how the entertainment industry actually is and so like the, the, there's so many moments where like like so a person of color has a great idea that like like it actually shows like a person of color like, gives a great idea and everyone's like no that's, like girl that's, that's not cute and the white person says that the next breath and everyone's like oh my god genius like it's like it, it's such it's <laughs> such a it like it does it in such a like such a funny way because like I'm, I imagine people who watch the show who are who are in those rooms like at, like probably don't get the irony of it but it's like someone who consumes it it's a very very interesting show so I suggest anyone to watch that show it's it's why as hell it's like with it's a full white cast. I think the only white oh, person God. is is Wanda Sykes, um, which which I mean, I, I think the, I think the, the casting is really intentional because it's demonstrating like how like messed up whiteness is in how entertainment. Yeah, is. and yeah. so it's it's a really really it was a really really smart show for what it is. But I I was gonna ask a question originally. Kind of, like kind of getting into like how you can how you talk about people like black and brown communities being weaponized with drugs, but you you answer that a little bit. So I'm gonna shift it a bit in, in real time because I love that John equated the work with or like uh, con- con- connected your work with like the war on drugs that we've had that has then the stories of law enforcement in- involvement pushing drugs into black and brown communities um, which has led to us being disproportionately incarcerated and killed for drug possession and use mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so I'm really curious to hear because one thing that I'm, I'm understanding in the you know in, in particularly in the in the white smoke show right now is all, all these questions of like how could I have seen this coming how could I have said something or stopped something, and so I'm curious, like in a tangible way, like what, like I mean, I, I, you know, I, I'm someone who drug use has been big and big in my, in parts of my family, but no, like none has been. I don't, I don't know anyone who's done. Maybe I know a few, maybe a few people who have done crystal meth or GHP or you know or like mm-hmm. or like the, all the other drugs that I have. Dang, who does And so I'm, <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious to it's ask, not like, funny, but it's funny. Like mm-hmm. you know, like like like. I ask people who are part of, uh, part, of, part of this community, and knowing that this is affecting our communities, like what what are signs that we may see in other people to say, mm. okay, like mm-hmm. I see I see that you might need some help and support. You like like you might need me to take you a to a clinic. Question. You might need to take you you might need me to take you somewhere. You you might you might need me to house you and feed you and make sure you're like like, 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 like how can we participate in some harm harm harm, harm reductions or in some cases like el- elimination of those um, those um, enablers. I, I will say one thing, a few things. <clears throat> we talk about the term vulnerability, being vulnerable. I think a lot of us growing up black and brown in our families, whether you are Catholic or whether you are Pentecostal and Baptist, homosexuality, being someone who is transgender is not favorable just on that scale alone, number one. So it automatically puts us into yeah. this vulnerable state when our heterosexual peers are learning uh, their everyday today, the, the normality of uh, having dates, uh, liking a girl, holding her hand for the first time, um, kissing somebody, going to the Sadie Hawkins dance or the winter fall dance. They're learning these skill sets and how to communicate and how to love and 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 what's right and what's wrong at a very early age. For mm-hmm. us, that that does not come into fruition until uh, most of the time we are out of the house, possibly post college, and we're learning those things. So it's like 
It's like people trying to be in relationships with one another with training wheels at an older age than us having those training wheels when we were actually the age that we needed to have training wheels. So that that instantly makes us automatically vulnerable, you know, and then when you add in elements of not having community. You know, you don't have somebody to talk to. You need someone to relate to. You need to see an example of someone who looks like you, you know, and you fall into that. No fats, no films, uh, no blacks, no Jews. You fall into those realms. All of those categories are, are, are spaces where people are automatically vulnerable. And when you are vulnerable and you don't have community, you are constantly looking to fill in a void. And yeah. sometimes that yeah. drug, that crystal, that Tina comes into that space to fill in that void. Mm. I can tell you personally, I have had times where I have done stuff where and me being a, being a stocky, thick black boy, or you can say a fat black boy, a chubby or whatever you want to put it. I've had times, especially in my early 20s, where I was fresh. I was fresh out of college. I was coming to New York City. I just wanted to find somebody. I wanted to find friends. I wanted to find somebody who would love me. I wanted to have somebody that I would be in camaraderie with. And a lot of times I would say, oh, I don't do big boys. I don't do big boys. And it sent me into a space to where I was looking for anything to try to validate me, anything mm-hmm. to try to say that I was beautiful, mm-hmm. that I was I would be loved, that I am somebody. And a lot of times that anything came into forms of people I would normally not even associate myself with because they chose they had a space for me to try to fit in. And I found yep. myself doing yeah. things that I would have never did before just so I could feel validated and just so I could feel loved. And Maybe. And at that time for myself, if Crystal would have been out and, and popular and I possibly would have took it because I wouldn't have known being ignorant. I wouldn't have known what that was because they have all these street names for Crystal Meth. They don't say Crystal Meth. They say Snow. They say Tina. They say Ice. They say Electric. They say Clouds. They say these things that sound cute and seem harmless, but they're not. And majority of our black and brown uh, brothers and sisters who have, who have come in contact with that, whether they have fallen victim to it and lost their life, whether they have overdosed or whether they're continuously now battling that journey of, 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 of substance abuse. It came from a place of wanting to feel community for the most part and wanting to be validated. And this is why I think it's so important when you talk about vulnerability. This is why this particular podcast that you all have curated together is so monumental because it is creating a space virtually through social media that people can say, I understand this and this is what happened to me and I don't want this to happen to me because now I can hear somebody who looks like me, whether you are black or whether you are brown, to say that you are somebody and whether you feel that you are fat or black or femme or you are a Jewish person or you are Muslim or you are Asian and they have all these different things, they'll say uh, fat girl, they'll say rice queen, they'll say dinge queen, all these things, that shit doesn't matter because you are somebody. And I think the biggest point is formulating community and talking to people who are going through that shit, talking to them and letting them know that they are heard. And to me, that's the mm-hmm. biggest thing. Yeah. You you know what, girl? I, so me and Joho are sitting over here trying to process the baby the way that you said a whole goddamn word in that segment, I'm sitting over here thinking, baby, just don't ride the right horse. Don't ride the white pony. <laughs> like, baby, 
But no, it's so real. You know, I think about my times, you know, shout out to, to, to the early 2000s, baby. Be down at the <laughs> Oasis. For those of y'all who live here in the IE and know what I'm talking about. And seeing the girls in the back room getting high as a kite and just being like, oh, okay. And, you know, just knowing friends passing stuff around in circles when I'm hanging out. And again, you're you're so right. You're looking to be validated. You're looking yeah. to, you know, being at Mickey's, being at Rage. Shout out mm. to Rest in Peace to Rage. But just being at all of these clubs and seeing your friends doing stuff and you wanting to be so wanted and wanting to be so valued and 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 quote unquote in that you don't know what the fuck you're doing you know you don't Mm. you don't know what you're drinking you don't know what you're you're sniffing Mm. you don't know because you're just thinking well if so-and-so and and -and so-and-so is doing it then it's okay for me to do it too and so i i you know i know we have to we have to push to the to the next segment but i really want to say this and i think you know we, we have so many guests come on here and everybody's doing something important. But I, I, I genuinely want to say thank you for taking... Uh, you, you could be doing anything. You could be doing anything as a director. You could be doing anything as a producer. But you are genuinely telling people that Black queer lives matter mm-hmm. in the sense of saying, like, there's an epidemic that is bubbling over that no one is giving attention to. And I'm just so grateful that our paths have crossed so that I can now know that there's someone out there who's doing something more than... And again, we talk about representation. And representation is important, but there's also a need for representation around the ways that drugs is killing us. And it's and people yeah. are, 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 are providing these drugs to us and are genuinely... Yeah, it's, it, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm just so glad that you exist. And I'm glad that your work exists. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. Honestly, m- me too. I feel like what the... I just had a conversation yesterday about the idea of being wanted and feeling wanted. And mm-hmm. so it's, this is bringing up a lot of feelings for me. And like, I, it makes me like, it, 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 it makes me feel emotional because I like, I have seen enough drugs in my life from, from other people that I know that like, I don't want, I don't want to engage in that. Um, and so hearing Michael, you say that like, like, like if this drug was out when you were, seeking mm-hmm. this validation and craving was like i mean that that's a, a super vulnerable thing to say because it's a, that is saying like this could have been me if yes. this happened at, at that moment in time and sure i think could've. like i mean mm-hmm. I, I mean truly like, the, the, like it, you know it it could be anybody because I, I think about that so much sometimes like like what am i willing to do to feel wants and desired and like and like i think like i i, I think the models i have like both but both the like both the models that have shown me that i don't have to do those things and and also like the models who have done those things and I've seen how, how horrible their lives played out from doing those things. Like you know, I have models of shortcomings and of great, of great, of, of maybe more responsible decision-making or great decision-making. I'm not sure how to frame it. Um, so, so I, so it's, it's just a weird space to be in of like, how, like how, how much will you, how, what, what do you want, what do you want to give up of yourself to feel wanted and desired? And that's something that I think mm. about all the time and like, and like, and, and, and strive to never get to a point of that. Cause I, I see, I've seen too many, times how how it can end up costing me my life or someone else's life so i thank you mm-hmm. so much for for sharing that and i uh, i like i i know that we have to get to our next segment so i'll just put a placeholder here and say 
that we have to have you back for a second. We have to have you back again because we didn't even touch your new your new documentary, Black as You Are, which I mean really could feel a whole episode about homophobia within about homophobia and transphobia within the black community itself. I think yeah. that would be a great episode that that, that that we can do. I just am thinking so much about um like I, I, I read I read in an article about it that um that there's this line that Mike that Michael Robertson says how could you be homophobic against the very, very, very people that the universe has brought has brought black freedom through? And I think that is just such a that's, that to me is like is, is like, like the root of a thesis, but a profound question <laughs> to explore. So like I so I just know that I'm holding that, and I really hope that we that we can get you back again to explore I'm that. Just go more. ahead and go into that document we, where our guest document the, the, lives. And say, <laughs> we got to have you back as we soon have as you, I see yes. the light green for this. So yes, um, yeah, so we'll so so that. with that said, Michael, thank you so much for taking taking such a powerful deep dive with us listeners if you listen if you were able to get through that i hope i really hope that you were because I, I know there was triggering stuff in there but it was also yeah, very yeah. like like very crucial things to understand and hear as black folks as brown folks as folks who have black and brown friends in in your community specifically through a queer and trans lens um mm-hmm. we have to take a quick break and then we will come back with some good vibrations to uh to uh, help us heal a, a little bit more more in a sec me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Okay, fam, we are back. And since we talked a lot about exploitation in our last segment, for this week's How You Healing, we want to talk a little bit about authenticity. This week, we're asking, when do you feel most authentically yourself? Um, I'm still thinking about mine, so I'm going to pass to Michael first, and then John, <laughs> and then we'll circle back to me on that one. Okay. <laughs> I feel most authentic and most myself when I am 
within company of friends and we're dancing and we're laughing mm. and you start getting me to sing and dance to old school Janet Jackson, that's mm. when I'm most authentically myself. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Can Love. I ask, did you go to the show? To the yes, I did. I went okay, to the one good. she had. She sold out two nights at Madison Square Garden, so I went okay. to one of those nights. Yeah, good, good. I was up in there. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and her purple jumpsuit. You yeah. don't get it, Miss Okay, okay. Mama her, was given. Mama mm-hmm. was given with a long yes. ponytail. Yes. yes, she was whipping okay. that ponytail around. There were moments where I was like, "Ooh, girl." I was but like, you, "I hope that's in there tight." Yeah. Oh, baby, that's in, that was in there tight. Cause that wind was blowing on that ponytail too. It sure was. It sure yeah. was. Yeah, we talk about showmanship and I think people like her allies like her that create spaces just like Beyonce and the rest of the girls Um, you know we hope Miss Madonna gets better so Mm -hmm. I can see her show Mm -hmm. same same Mm -hmm. yeah I I definitely feel you on that so I was I'm I'm gonna say this and it's hopefully it'll connect if it doesn't sorry Um, Mm y'all but I did want to say before I get into kind of my response as we were leaving the last segment there was a thought that I had had so I want to make it very clear that this episode is not an episode where we are shaming people who are on drugs because I feel like folks could hear this and say Dr. Higgins you know Joho and Michael are, are, are talking poorly about people who are on drugs. No, that is not the intent of this episode. I wanted to make it very clear before I talk about my point that this episode is talking mm. about the folks who mm-hmm. knowingly use their privilege to, 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 to mm-hmm. I would say, pounce on mm-hmm. people who are emotionally not available. That, yeah. That's what I want to make very clear here. Mm-hmm. And Chris, you can put this in or you can mix this in however you want to mix it. If you want to leave it here in this segment, you can. If you want to put it in the, the last segment or if you want to put this as kind of like a marker before we go into the segment, do mm-hmm. what you will. But I just wanted to make sure I make that note that we are not shaming people who are on drugs. We are very much wanting to talk about the epidemic of people who are literally preying on people who are emotionally not available. So I just wanted to make that note. Um, As for me in terms of authenticity, I think for me, you know, I have made a note. I said uh, the last few weeks, um, I've been thinking about this a lot because the big thing for me this year is who are you outside of your career? I Mm. have been struggling for months trying to figure out who is Dr. Higgins, who is John Mm -hmm. outside of teaching, outside of podcasting, outside of writing. Like, I I don't know myself outside of all of the stuff that I do. And I think for me, that's been tying back to this notion of like, who, how can you be your most authentic self when you're not working? And I know for me, I think I, I, I find Mm. myself being my most authentic self when I can just be loud, messy, funny, Black, fat, and hungry, um, and as real as I am. And I think that that's really what I'm trying to get more into, right? I think, and as I say this, you know, I know I'm probably shitting a lot on Twitter today, but I felt like Twitter has created, or even just being on social media and being quote unquote, a, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Um, being a figure, right? You have this thing mm-hmm. of being a public figure. Once mm-hmm. you get a show on a network or once you, you know, you mm-hmm. produce your first short that, you know, everybody <laughs> named Mama sees or you see your, your first, you become a figure. And I think for so long, I was thinking in this figure head space where I'm going, I can't laugh at that joke or I can't talk about this thing or I can't mm-hmm. do this because I don't want the world to see me mm-hmm. as quote unquote unprofessional. And I think the older I'm getting and the more I'm doing this, I'm just going, mm-hmm. I'm just as messy and fucked up as everybody else in this world. World. Mm-hmm. And I think I like a good joke. I love to laugh at stuff that I'm probably not supposed to laugh at. Um, but I think for me, that's when I feel my most authentic when I can laugh from my my gut 
and you know and just really enjoy being alive um I, my husband sometimes, you know, he'll yell at me because he's like, you're always laughing. And I'm always laughing even when it's like late. I'll sit in bed and be watching reels and just be laughing because shit is funny, <laughs> right? Seeing somebody <laughs> fall is funny. Seeing somebody get, you know, chased around by a duck or a pigeon is funny. Like I, I find that kind of stuff. <laughs> and I think for me, it's like the world has been so bad these last couple of months. I have to keep laughing and I have to keep singing and I have to keep trying to find joy wherever I can find it. Because if I get wrapped up in all the work that I have to do and all like, you know, you sharing your story about how how awful the world can be to mm -hmm. us, I don't mm -hmm. think I will survive. So, you know, for me, I think my my times when I feel most authentic is when I, you know, am, am at dinner and we're wrapping up and somebody says, what's for dessert? I'm like, girl, see me. <laughs> or even when I'm shopping and a man, you know, and a man looked over at me and he was like, I love your nails. And I'm like, thank you, girl. See, yes, bitch, you, you see my nails? You see how, you see the two-tone? Like anywhere where I can, I guess my point is anywhere where I don't have to code switch. Anywhere where I, I can mm. genuinely be Jonathan mm. and it's just, it's okay. Like, I guess that's my answer. That's, and, I just wish there was more spaces for that. Right. Where mm. I don't have to perform. What about you, Joho? You know, I, I, I think I, I'm the same way as Michael to be in good company with people. I, I'm somebody, so like my, my journey or question this year is like, who is Jordan when he, puts up his own boundaries and honors them. Who is Jordan when he chooses himself over like other like chooses himself over other people or experiences? Like who is yeah. who 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 is Jordan like when when he when he can say no from like from like a full place and 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 not and not believe that him saying no means that he's abandoning other people or that he internalizes no as like I don't want to hang out with you anymore. Or and, and, and then when people say no to me, it's not that they it's not because they hate me. Like I'm on this right. huge journey of just like how like because I'm such a I'm such a people pleaser and have experienced a lot of abandonment in my life from people that I have trusted a lot that it scares me to it's it scares me to say no. It scares me to make others feel abandoned because I don't want to be I don't I don't want to be abandoned myself. And so I think what I'm most authentic when I'm with people who. I like and it's very few people that like that, like make me feel like that entirely. Like mm. I just spent I, I just spent a week with my sister and it was like so it was like so much fun. We literally did nothing. Like we like I <laughs> I, I she 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 had, she she had a big surgery, so I took care of her because um, my job my job's remote. So I worked I, I worked I worked from I worked from her from her from her place. We watched TV every night. Like we just chit chat. We laughed a lot. Like. Like there's no temptation to be anybody anybody besides myself. Um, she clowned on me, hella like I, that, I she clowned me so, so. Oh my god, that girl, that girl just stayed clowning her. me. I swear, I was like, I was like, sis, I need you to, I like, I need you to host a roast because it is just, it was. I was like, girl, <laughs> like, like I was just breathing. She would just say something. I was like, girl, why are you dragging me for breathing? But it was also like, mm -hmm. like it was so nice, you know, like and like and that to me is like, I mean, I mean, a, a lot about a lot about families really, but that's what we show our love is is. Kind of like that, but yeah. it was, but it, it was a moment where I was like, oh, like she's somebody, my my, my brother's somebody, one of my dear friends are are folks. That I feel like I can say no to, they can say no to me. I don't take anything personally. I just feel, I just feel like I can just breathe without having this like hitch breath around them. And so the, yeah. the, that's that's pretty much I I feel most authentic um, as well. Yeah, thank you, and I appreciate both sharing because it helped me help me think of minds more. So thank you both. No, yeah, yeah and I will you. say I think too in terms of healing, I think. Also, I'll say this and then we can go to break. I think one of the, the joys of being on episode 54 with you is 
you know, in this journey of us working together for a year, you know, while we are friends and we've been really close, you know, for almost seven years, this year has brought us even closer because we're having to talk mm-hmm. almost every day about something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that I think you have taught me to be more empathetic to not only just the world, but myself. Mm. Um, and I think that's the beauty of, of, of really being in spaces with good people. Like you've really mm. taught me the importance of um, how to be intentional about saying no or feeling like if you don't feel welcome. Because I, I had that happen recently. Someone had asked me, are you going to this thing? And I was like, I wasn't invited. And they were like, oh, you can come. I'm sure you can. I was like, Mm-mm, I don't go places where I'm not invited. <laughs> and so I and, but I learned that from you. Like I used to be that girl that would just go even when I didn't feel good about going. And there was one time last year you said something. He was like, girl, do you really want to go to that? And I was like, no. And he was like, well, then don't go. Like it's just, it's it's been really good to be in, in good community. So that's me giving you your flowers mm. um and i say that to everybody that you know we all have the right to feel good about being who we are and that's what that authenticity piece is right mm. um go places where you feel good if, if you are in a space whether it be your job whether it be a family member whether it be friends if you not feel like if you can't be you it's time to go and i'm real yeah. good about mm. that if i'm somewhere and i go mm, this place don't make me feel good i'm leaving okay. <laughs> i okay. will call an uber so quick to say go. uh let me get up out of okay. here. <laughs> me, yeah. me, me, and yeah. you. They call me the Uber King because I will be up out of there quick. I'm it, going uh, yeah, yeah. You don't have to come run after me. You don't have to do none of that. Mm-hmm. Just know I'm okay because if there's an issue, I'll call you. But when it's time for me to go, deuces. I'm, I'm out. leaving. <laughs> I am going home. Well, I'll do the same thing with the club. The same thing with the club. Time to go. It's two o'clock. See, and that's why. That's why I, I always dri- drive myself. I, I'm, not, I'm not waiting for no Uber. I'm not waiting for no Lyft. I'm not waiting for the person to take me home. Bitch, I got my own car. I'm good to go. Thank you so much. I'm out. I'm out. Right now, thank you. Thank you. She is pushed. I'm leaving. (laughs) Okay. She'll be hot every time I get to the the door. We are good to go. Goodbye. Going home. That is literally me. No me, Joe. No me. But with that being said, we are about to go into y'all's favorite segment. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to get into this week's Yes, Ma'am and No, Ma'am, Pam. More in a second. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. All right, y'all. So we are going to jump into this week's Yes, Ma'am and No, Ma'am, Pams. Mine are very quick. I'm just going to say this. I wanted to shout out queer fi- uh, filmmakers like yourself, Michael. Um, I wanted to also shout out Kristen Lavelle and Zachary Drucker, uh, who has the film The Stroll, which is out on Max right now. For folks that don't know what The Stroll is, it offers a very um, tough, somewhat bleak, but also a strong, uplifting story of transgender sex workers who were really out basically on the stroll, um, no pun intended, um, from 19, from the 19, the end of the 1980s, um, really into the 2000s. So think kind of Pose, this notion of like what was happening, um, in certain episodes of Pose, but think of it in real life, like what were the true stories? And I think it is imperative that we continue to keep uplifting the voices of Black trans women, um, specifically because so many of them are really helping us find our own liberation through their, their lived experiences. So I wanted to say big ups to that. I have not seen it, but I do plan to watch it this week. I have to fly out to North Carolina and, you know, always need to watch something. So that'll be one of the things that I have on my queue to watch. I'm also going to buy the blackening so I can watch it on the plane because I honestly just don't have time <sighs> yes. to go to the theaters to see it. Um, yes. No shade. It's not that I don't want to go to the theaters. I just do not have the time to see it. I mean, like buying it, I want to see that. Or buying hours. is arguably more supportive right. because that's more yeah. expensive so than to buy the, buy the yeah. theater ticket. So, uh-huh. uh, so I, can't, I can't wait to hear your thoughts about it. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm about to watch that film. too. But oh, don't tell so, me. I want to see it. I want to yeah, see it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm a sh- so shout out. Um, and I hear a lot of people saying that there are more good things coming out around that film too. So I'm really excited. Um, and shout out to my friend Miles, who did all of the PR on that show. Miles Worthy. Uh, they they are absolutely amazing, and I'm just very happy that that film is getting a lot of great um, a lot oh, of great publicity. Miles. All that to be said, to uh, my no man Pam this week, I simply just put America. Um, <laughs> just America I, and if y'all follow us and if y'all have been following the news y'all know the world is terrible but I also want to say to shout out not shout out um I, I want to not shout out I I want to say also to in relation to America being awful um I really have an issue with people who are continuing to say that it is our own fault, specifically black and black queer people, that it's our own fault mm. that the world looks the way that it is. Um, I'm really mm-hmm. tired of that gaslighting. And I'm really tired of people mm. making it seem like the bad is because we're not doing enough and that we are we are the reasons why um, terrible things keep happening. So yeah, just one big fuck you to America. Um, and I mean it. I mean it from the, the, the depths of my soul. And if you think I want to say this too to some of the listeners. If you think writing iHeart is going to get me in trouble because I said fuck America, you have no fucking clue who we know over there. They know what this show is and they also know that this show has been picked up again for another year. So, kiss our ass. <laughs> I just have to say that because there was a moment there where folks thought downvoting us and talking poorly about the show was gonna get us get us canceled. 
we've been picked up for another year. So okay, <laughs> fuck the haters. I just wanted to go on record and say <laughs> it. because it just needed to be said. So all that to say, uh, um, Michael, what's your yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, Pam for this week? My yes, ma'am, is to Black love, Black beauty, and the progress of same gender loving Black men. And my no, Pam, is to DeSantis and the girls down in Florida. Oh, DeSatan? Girl, girl, girl. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That's what I call him. I don't know his name. Someone called him something else. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember what it is, but it made the me sanctimonious. cackle. It, <laughs> no, I'm, it wasn't that either. But I mean, the the the, the, the silly, the the, the, the dumbass, <laughs> like all the things. The it's dumbass. just um, I live. I just live. I live. I, live. <laughs> I live. Um. I, so my my swim Pam. It was is honestly just to all the folks who came to our aid when we posted about how how we 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 are being downvoted. Oh, I yes, mean, people really. Yes. I mean, I mean, like, I mean, we. We jumped, we, we jumped stars like from that. People really came in and put not and like not only put stars up, but also like but also like like full reviews up. I mean, like now it shows that we have like 200, 200 like ratings. Um, and we got like there's there, there there's several folks that like that there's several folks on like, even even like from my page, like from from my that follow my Instagram or that follow me that I was just like I did not like I saw their names I saw their usernames I was like wait is that so and so. Doing yeah. so and so, like I was just like shit. I remember, like I'm and, like I, I was messaging folks like thank you so much for po- for like for, like not only posting about us but also like putting actual review there and being so generous and kind, like being like like being so real with how you feel, like yeah. the folks that yes. I never even knew listened to the show like that. That was just really special. So yes, ma'am, ham to those folks. If you if that's if, if that's one of you listeners, you know who you are. Thank you so much for doing that. That really meant so much. And thank like thank you, thank you for seeing us and supporting us. It just shows that when you work in community, community has your back and know that we have. Hey. Yours, um, I know, ma'am Pam. I just join you in no ma'am Pam to America. It's just a giant blue, blue, blue for me. I don't understand. <laughs> I want to put it on. I, I want to put America on D and D. Like, don't, don't call me. Don't text mm. me. Don't breathe my way. Don't tag me. Nothing. Don't mention your stories. <laughs> I don't. I just. Like, I yes, can't. I, I can't do America. You, it's just, nothing. It's not for you. me. The journey. It's mm. not my journey. It's just no, no. And the frustrating part is, it's like. You know, I, I see people, and again, I really, I know we, we are running so over on time, but I, <laughs> I get so frustrated because I, I see people being like, I want to leave. And it's like, yes, but the world is, is so tough everywhere. And it's like, especially when you're black and you're queer, it's like, it's, it's just hard. And so I think I've been, I've been in that, that, that thing of like, fuck this place but it's also like damn like if i go anywhere else i'm probably gonna deal with worse and it's just it, 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 yeah it's it's a thing i think about a lot but anyway not to bring the mood down i think that we all feel the same way mm. but it's very much i think it has been affirming to see the way that people have uplifted us and continue to support us so mm-hmm. i did want to say also kind of to piggyback off of your yes ma'am thank you everybody who's been supporting us um all right well with that being said please send us your thoughts your feedbacks and your email to blackfatfempod at gmail.com. We did want to shout out, we have been seeing more people in our inbox and leaving us messages. So yes, thank you for thank the y'all. messages. Hopefully, soon enough, 
we'll have at least 10 to 12 that we can use for uh, what was said episode. Um, so we're hoping that soon in the coming weeks, we'll be able to kind of do a mailbag or even just have a segment around the mailbag and just kind of talk to folks about what's been on their mind. So please, yes, send your emails. Again, positive. If there's something that was said that struck a nerve to feel free to share that with us. You can also do that by interacting with us on um, on our post on Instagram and Twitter by using the handle Black Fat Femme Pod. Michael, where can the folks find you? The folks can find me on Instagram at Michael, and my name's spelled a little different. It's M-I-C-H-E-A-L. So it's Michael underscore Rice, R-I-C-E. Or they can go to one of my, uh, they can go to my website, michaelrice.com or blackasyouare.com. If they want to check out the Black As You Are Instagram, it's black, that's B-L-A-C-K, as, A-S, the letter U, the letter R. I love that. Yes. Queen Joho, where can the dolls find you? My loves, you can find me immediately at Joho Daniels across all the <laughs> socials. If not there, you will for sure see me on someone's story the next few weeks be acting a fool because July is San Diego's Pride Month. Now I got oh, Black yeah. Pride this weekend that I'm helping put together and SD Pride next weekend, which I'm volunteering for. So I'm about to be exhausted this next couple of weeks, but I'll be thriving in sunlight. You will, I'm sure you'll see me shaking ass somewhere. I'm sure you'll see me... I'm sure you'll see me pop popping a ball somewhere. I'm sure you'll see me, I don't know, probably saying something fun, outlandish, and cute somewhere too. So just find me in the stories. People tag me, but make but make, make sure it's make sure it's a work appropriate though. Okay, don't give me five. Don't give me five. Close don't friends only. Close friends only. Look, look, look. If you if it's that messy, please put me in the green. Okay, if it's that, me, if that messy, just send it to me directly. If it's not if that messy, just send it me directly. Don't even post it. Just send the video to me. No one needs to know. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, with that being said, as for me, you can honestly catch me on Spill. Um, I'm just going to say that my handle is still the same. That's where I will be these next couple of weeks. I'm yes. just filling it out and I might make the full transition over to Spill in the next couple Ooh. of weeks because the way that this, the, <laughs> the way that they are, Twitter is literally, so let me, let me just say <laughs> the this. way Twitter, Twitter is Twittering right now. <laughs> it's not even that it's Twittering. Twitter just reminds me, you remember, so I don't know. I, I might be aging myself. You remember when you would play a tape so much that the tape would come out? I'm speaking. Mm -hmm. Get it would come out. That's yeah, yeah. what I feel like Twitter is. I feel mm -hmm. like Twitter is like you could just see the tape unwinding and coming out. Mm -hmm. And you people are trying to glue it back together. It's just a mess over there, <laughs> child. Messes up your whole uh, cassette player mm -hmm. set up and stuff. Yes, yeah. it's giving. It's, it's giving 1990 cassette player over there. Uh, but that'll be where I will be mainly these days. You can also visit my website at www.drjohnpaul.com. Um, we would also like to thank our supervising producers, Rebecca Ramos and Bay Wang, for okay. handling our logistics and our executive super producer, Anna Hosnia, and everyone over at iHeartMedia for keeping the show up and running. We would also like to shout out our wonderful engineer and editor, Chris Rogers, because without them, there would be no show. That has been another show. Thank you all for listening. And remember, they hate us because they ain't us. Okay. I love us and only us. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule. You'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.